Act Four of The Tempest by William Davenant and John Dryden. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Act Four, Scene One, Cypress Trees and a Cave. Enter Prospero and Miranda. Your suit has pity in it and has prevailed. Within this cave he lies, and you may see him. But yet take heed let prudence be your guide you must not stay your visit must be short she's going one thing i had forgot insinuate into his mind a kindness to that youth whom first you saw i would have friendship grow betwixt them be earnest to unite their very souls you shall be obeyed in all things this may secure hippolito from that dark danger which my art forebodes for friendship does provide a double strength to oppose the assaults of fortune i shall endeavour it exit prospero enter ferdinand to be a prisoner where i dearly love is but a double tie a link of fortune joined to the chain of love but not to see her and yet to be so near her spares the hardship I feel myself as on a rack, stretched out and nigh the ground on which I might have ease, yet cannot reach it. Sir, my lord, where are you? Is it your voice, my love, or do I dream? Speak softly, it is I. O oh, heavenly creature, ten times more gentle than your father's cruel. How on a sudden all my griefs are vanished. How do you bear your prison? Tis my palace while you are here and love and silence wait upon our wishes do but think we choose it and tis what we would choose i'm sure what i would but how can i be certain that you love me look to it for i will die when you are false i've heard my father tell of maids who died and haunted their false lovers with their ghosts your ghost must take another form to fright me this shape will be too pleasing do i love you oh heaven oh earth bear witness to this sound if i prove false oh hold you shall not swear for heaven will hate you if you prove forsworn did i not love i could no more endure this undeserved captivity than i could wish to gain my freedom with the loss of you i am a fool to weep at what i am glad of but i have a suit to you and that sir shall be now the only trial of your love you've said enough never to be denied were it my life for you have far o'erbid the price of all that human life is worth. Sir, tis to love one for my sake, who for his own deserves all the respect which you can ever pay him. You mean your father. Do not think his usage can make me hate him. When he gave you being, he then did that which cancelled all these wrongs. I meant not him, for that was a request, which if you love I should not need to urge. Is there another whom I ought to love, and love him for your sake? Yes, such a one who for his sweetness and his goodly shape, if I, who am unskilled in forms, may judge, I think can scarce be equalled. Tis a youth, a stranger too, as you are. Of such a graceful feature. And must I, for your sake, love him? Yes, sir. Do you scruple to grant the first request I ever made? He's wholly unacquainted with the world, and wants your conversation. You should have compassion on so mere a stranger. Those need compassion whom you discommend, not whom you praise. Come, you must love him for my sake. You shall. Must I for yours, and cannot for my own? Either you do not love, or think that I do not, 
but when you bid me love him i must hate him have i so far offended you already that he offends you only for my sake yet sure you would not hate him if you saw him as i've done so full of youth and beauty aside when he did visit me and i did mention this beauteous creature to him he then did tell me he would have her alas what mean you aside it is too plain like most of her frail sex she's false and has not learned the art to hide it nature has done her part she loves variety why did i think that any woman could be innocent because she's young no no their nurses teach them change when with two nipples they divide their liking i fear i have offended you and yet i meant no harm but if you please to hear me a noise within hark sir now i am sure my father comes i know his steps dear love retire a while i fear i've stayed too long too long indeed and yet not long enough oh jealousy oh love how you distract me exit ferdinand he appears displeased with that young man i know not why but till i find from whence his hate proceeds i must conceal it from my father's knowledge for he will think that guiltless i have caused it and suffer me no more to see my love enter prospero now i have been indulgent to your wish you have seen the prisoner yes and he spake to you he spoke but he received short answers from me how like you his converse at second sight a man does not appear so rare a creature aside i find she loves him much because she hides it love teaches cunning even to innocence well go in aside forgive me truth for thus disguising thee if i can make him think i do not love the stranger much he'll let me see him oftener exit miranda stay stay i had forgot to ask her what she has said of young hippolyto oh here he comes and with him my dorinda i'll not be seen let their loves grow in secret exit enter hippolyto and dorinda but why are you so sad but why are you so joyful i have within me all all the various music of the woods since last i saw you i have heard brave news i will tell you and make you joyful for me sir when i saw you first i through my eyes drew something in i know not what it is but still it entertains me with such thoughts as makes me doubtful whether joy becomes me pray believe me as i am a man i'll tell you blessed news i have heard there are more women in the world as fair as you are too is this your news you see it moves not me and i will have them all what will become of me then i'll have you too but are you not acquainted with these women i never saw but one is there but one here this is a base poor world i will go to the other i have heard men have abundance of them there but pray where is that one woman who my sister is she your sister i am glad of that you shall help me to her and i love you for it offers to take her hand away i will not have you touch my hand aside my father's counsel which enjoined reservedness was not in vain i see what makes you shun me you need not care you'll have my sister's hand why must not he 
who touches hers touch yours you mean to love her too do not you love her then why should i not do so she is my sister and therefore i must love her but you cannot love both of us i warrant you i can oh that you had more sisters you may love her but then i'll not love you oh but you must one is enough for you but not for me my sister told me she had seen another a man like you and she liked only him therefore if one must be enough for her he is that one and then you cannot have her if she like him she may like both of us but how if i should change and like that man would you be willing to permit that change no for you liked me first so you did me but i would never have you see that man i cannot bear it i'll see neither of you yes me you may for we are now acquainted but he is the man of whom your father warned you oh he is terrible huge monstrous creature i am but a woman to him i will see him except you'll promise not to see my sister yes for your sake i needs must see your sister but she's a terrible huge creature too if i were not her sister she would eat me therefore take heed i heard that she was fair and like you no indeed she's like my father with a great beard twould frighten you to look on her therefore that man and she may go together they are fit for nobody but one another hippolito looking in yonder he comes with glaring eyes fly fly before he sees you must we part so soon you are a lost woman if you see him i would not willingly be lost for fear you should not find me i'll avoid him exit dorinda she fain would have deceived me but i know her sister must be fair for she is a woman all of a kind that i have seen are like to one another all the creatures of the rivers and the woods are so enter ferdinand oh well encountered you are the happy man you've got the hearts of both the beauteous women how sir pray are you sure on it one of them charged me to love you for her sake then i must have her no not till i am dead how dead what's that but whatsoever it be i long to have her time and my grief may make me die but for a friend you should make haste i never asked anything of you before i see your ignorance and therefore will instruct you in my meaning the woman whom i love saw you and loved you now sir if you love her you'll cause my death be sure i will do it then but i am your friend and i request you that you would not love her when friends request unreasonable things sure they are to be denied you say she is fair and i must love all who are fair for to tell you a secret sir which i have lately found within myself they are all made for me that's but a fond conceit you are made for one and one for you you cannot tell me sir i know i am made for twenty hundred women i mean if there so many be in the world so that if once i see her i shall love her then do not see her yes sir i must see her for i should fain have my heart beat again just as it did when i first saw her sister i find i must not let you see her then 
how will you hinder me by force of arms by force of arms my arms perhaps may be as strong as yours aside he is still so ignorant that i pity him and fain would avoid force pray do not see her she was mine first you have no right to her i have not yet considered what is right but sir i know my inclinations are to love all women and i have been taught that to dissemble what i think is base in honour then of truth i must declare that i do love and will see your woman will you be willing i should see and love your woman and endeavour to seduce her from that affection which she vowed to you i would not you should do it but if she should love you best i cannot hinder her but sir for fear she should i will provide you against the worst and try to get your woman but i pretend no claim at all to yours besides you are more beautiful than i and fitter to allure unpractised hearts therefore i once more beg you will not see her i am glad you let me know i have such beauty if that will get me women they shall have it as far as ever it will go i will never want them then since you have refused this act of friendship provide yourself a sword for we must fight a sword what's that why such a thing as this what should i do with it you must stand thus and push against me while i push at you till one of us falls dead this is brave sport but we have no swords growing in our world what shall we do then to decide our quarrel we'll take the sword by turns and fight with it aside strange ignorance you must defend your life and so must i but since you have no sword take this gives him his sword in a corner of my cave i found a rusty one perhaps twas his who keeps me prisoner here that i will fit when next we meet prepare yourself to fight make haste then this shall never be yours again i mean to fight with all the men i meet and when they are dead their women shall be mine i see you are unskilful i desire not to take your life but if you please we'll fight on these conditions he who first draws blood or who can take the other's weapon from him shall be acknowledged as the conqueror and both the women shall be his agreed and every day i'll fight for two more with you but win these first i'll warrant you i'll push you exeunt severally scene two the wild island enter trinculo caliban and sycorax my lord i see him coming yonder what whom the starved prince and his two thirsty subjects that would have our liquor if thou wert a monster of parts i would make thee my master of ceremonies to conduct him in oh, the devil take all dunces thou hast lost a brave employment by not being a linguist and for want of behaviour my lord shall i go meet em i'll be kind to all of em just as i am to thee no as against the fundamental laws of my dukedom you are in a high place spouse and must give good example here they come we'll put on the gravity of statesmen and be very dull that we may be held wise enter stefano ventoso and mustacho duke trinculo we have considered huh. peace or war peace and the butt i come now as a private person and promise to live peaceably under your government 
ha you shall enjoy the benefits of peace and the first fruits of it amongst all civil nations is to be drunk for joy caliban skink about aside i long to have aroused her grace's health and to the house in kelder or rather haddock in kelder for i guess it will be half fish subject stefano here's to thee and let old quarrels be drowned in this draught drinks great magistrate here's thy sister's health to thee drinks to caliban he shall not drink of that immortal liquor my lord let him drink water oh sweetheart you must not shame yourself to-day oh, gentlemen subjects pray bear with her good huswifery she, she, she wants a little breeding but she's hearty bentorso here's to thee is it not better to pierce the butt than to quarrel and pierce on another's bellies let it come boy oh, now would i lay greatness aside and shake my heels if i had but music oh my lord my mother left us in her will a hundred spirits to attend us devils of all sorts some great roaring devils and some little singing sprites shall we call and thou shalt hear them in the air i accept the motion let us have our mother-in-law's legacy immediately we want music we want mirth up dam and cleave the earth we have no lords that wrong us send nigh merry sprites among us what a merry tyrant am i to have my music and pay nothing for it a table rises and four spirits with wine and meat enter placing it as they dance on the table the dance ended the bottles vanish and the table sinks again the bottles drunk then the bottles a weak shallow fellow if it be drunk first Stavano give me thy hand thou hast been a rebel but here's to thee drinks ah prithee why should we quarrel shall i swear two oaths by bottle and by butt i love thee in witness whereof i drink soundly your grace shall find there's no love lost for i will pledge you soundly thou hast been a false rebel but that's all one pledge my grace faithfully okay, caliban go to the button tell me how it sounds exit caliban pierce stefano dost thou love me i love your grace and all your princely family tis no matter if thou lovest me hang my family thou art my friend prithee tell me what thou thinkst of uh, my princess i look on her as on a very noble princess noble ha indeed she had a witch in her mother and the witches are of great families in lapland but but the devil was her father and i have heard of monsieur de ville in france ha, but uh, look on her beauty is she a fit wife for duke trinkolo mark her behaviour too uh, she's tippling yonder with the serving men and please your grace she's somewhat homely but that's no blemish to a princess she is virtuous 
huh virtuous i am loath to disparage her but thou art my friend canst thou be close as a stopped bottle and please your grace enter caliban again with a bottle why then i'll tell thee i found her an hour ago under an elder tree upon a sweet bed of nettles singing tory rory and rantham scantham huh? with her own natural brother oh do make love in her own tribe but tis no matter to tell thee true i married her to be a great man and so forth but make no words on't for i care not who knows it give me the bottle caliban do you knock the butt how does it sound it sounds as though it had a noise within oh i fear the butt begins to rattle in the throat and is departing give me the bottle drinks a short life and a merry i say stephano whispers sycorax but did he tell you so he said you were as ugly as your mother and that he married you only to get possession of the island my mother's devils fetch him for it and your father's too <clears throat> skink about his grace's health again oh if you will but cast an eye of pity upon me i will cast two eyes of pity on thee i love thee more than whores or blackberries i have a horde of wildings in the moss my brother knows not of em but i'll bring thee where they are trinkolo was but my man when time was wert thou his god and didst thou give him liquor i gave him brandy and drunk sack myself wilt thou leave him and thou shalt be my princess if thou canst make me glad with this liquor i warrant thee we'll ride into the country where it grows how wilt thou carry me thither upon a hackney devil of thy mother's what's that you'll do ha i hope you've not betrayed me to sycorax how does my pigs nigh be gone thou shalt not be my lord thou sayst i'm ugly did you tell her so ha he's a rogue do not believe him chuck the foul words were yours i will not eat him up for you i see if once a rebel then ever a rebel did i receive thee into grace for this i'll correct thee with my royal hand strike stephano dost thou hurt my love flies at trinkolo where are guards treason treason ventoso mustacho caliban run betwixt who took up arms first the prince or the people this false traitor has corrupted the wife of my bosom whispers mustacho hastily mustacho strike on my side and thou shalt be my viceroy i am against rebels ventosa obey your viceroy you a viceroy they too fight off from the rest ha huh. hector monster do you stand neuter thou wouldst drink my liquor i will not help thee twas his doing that i had such a husband but i'll claw him sycorax and caliban fight sycorax beating him off the stage the whole nation is up in arms and shall i stand idle trinkolo beats off stephano to the door exit stephano i'll not pursue too far for fear the enemy will rally again and surprise my butt in the citadel well i must be rid of my lady trinkolo she'll be in the fashion else first cuckolded her husband and then sue for a separation to get alimony exit 
Scene four, the cypress trees and cave. Enter Ferdinand and Hippolyto with their swords drawn. Come, sir, our cave affords no choice of place, but the ground's firm and even. Are you ready? As ready as yourself, sir. You remember on what conditions we must fight. Who first receives a wound is to submit. Come, come, this loses time. No for the women, sir. They fight a little. Ferdinand hurts him. Sir, you are wounded. No. Believe your blood. I feel no hurt. No matter for my blood. Remember our conditions. I will not leave till my sword hits you too. Hippolyto presses on. Ferdinand retires and wards. I am loath to kill you. You are unskillful, sir. You beat aside my sword, but let it come as near as yours, and you shall see my skill. You faint for loss of blood. I see you stagger. Pray, sir, retire. No, I'll never go back. Methinks the cave turns around. I cannot find. Your eyes begin to dazzle. Why do you swim so and dance about me? Stand but still till I have made one thrust. Hippolyto thrusts and falls. Oh, help, help, help! Unhappy man, what have I done? I am going to a cold sleep, but when I wake, I'll fight again. Pray, stay for me. Swoons. He's gone, he's gone! Oh, stay, sweet lovely youth! Help, help! Enter Prospero. What dismal noise is that? Oh, see, sir, see what mischief my unhappy hand has wrought. Alas! How much in vain doth feeble art endeavour to resist the will of heaven! Rubs Hippolyto. He's gone for ever, O thou cruel son of an inhuman father! All my designs are ruined and unravelled by this blow. No pleasure now is left me but revenge. Sir, if you knew my innocence— Peace, peace! Can thy excuses give me back his life? What, Ariel, sluggish spirit, where art thou? Enter Ariel. Here, at thy beck, my lord. Ay, now thou comest when fate is past and not to be recalled. Look there, and glut the malice of thy nature. For as thou art thyself, thou canst not but be glad to see young virtue nipped in a blossom. My lord, the being high above can witness I am not glad. We airy spirits are not of a temper so malicious as the earthy, but of a nature more approaching good for which we meet in swarms, and often combat betwixt the confines of the air and earth. Why didst thou not prevent, at least foretell, this fatal action, then? Pardon, great sir, I meant to do it, but I was forbidden by the evil genius of Hippolyto, who came and threatened me if I disclosed it to bind me in the bottom of the sea, far from the lightsome regions of the air, my native fields, above a hundred years i'll chain thee in the north for thy neglect within the burning bowels of mount hecla i'll singe thy airy wings with sulphurous flames and choke thy tender nostrils with blue smoke at every hiccup of the belching mountain thou shalt be lifted up to taste fresh air and then fall down again pardon dread lord no more of pardon than just heaven intends thee shalt thou ever find from me hence fly with speed unbind the charms which hold this murderer's father and bring him with my brother straight before me mercy my potent lord and i'll outfly thy thought exit ariel oh heavens what words are these i heard yet cannot see who spoke em sure the woman whom i loved was like this some airy vision 
no murderer she's like thee of mortal mould but much too pure to mix with thy black crimes yet she has faults and must be punished for them miranda and dorinda where are ye the will of heaven's accomplished i have now no more to fear and nothing left to hope now you may enter enter miranda and dorinda my love is it permitted me to see you once again you come to look your last i will for ever take him from your eyes but on my blessing speak not nor approach him pray father is not this my sister's man he has a noble form but yet he's not so excellent as my hippolyto alas poor girl thou hast no man look yonder there's all of him that's left why was there ever any more of him he lies asleep sir shall i waken him she kneels by hippolyto and jogs him alas he's never to be waked again my love my love wilt thou not speak to me i fear you have displeased him sir and now he will not answer me he's dumb and cold too but i'll run straight and make a fire to warm him exit dorinda running enter alonzo gonzalo antonio and ariel invisible never were beasts so hunted into toils as we have been pursued by dreadful shapes but is that not my son oh ferdinand if thou art not a ghost let me embrace thee my father oh sinister happiness is it decreed i should recover you alive just in that fatal hour when this brave youth is lost in death and by my hand heaven what new wonders this this isle is full of nothing else you stare upon me as you ne'er had seen me have fifteen years so lost me to your knowledge that you retain no memory of prospero the good old duke of milan i wonder less that thou antonio knowest me not because thou didst long since forget i was thy brother else i had ne'er been here shame chokes my words and wonder mine to alonzo for you usurping prince no by my art you were shipwrecked on this isle where after i a while had punished you my vengeance would have ended i designed to match that son of yours with this my daughter pursue it still i am most willing to it so am not i no marriages can prosper which are with murders made look on that corpse this whilst he lived was young hippolyto that infant duke of mantua sir whom you exposed with me and here i bred him up till that bloodthirsty man that ferdinand but why do i exclaim on him when justice calls to unsheath her sword against his guilt what do you mean to execute heaven's laws here i am placed by heaven here i am prince though you have dispossessed me of my milan blood calls for blood your ferdinand shall die and i in bitterness have sent for you to have the sudden joy of seeing him alive and then the greater grief to see him die and thinkst thou i or these will tamely stand to view the execution 
lays hand upon his sword. Hold, dear father, I cannot suffer you to attempt against his life, who gave her being, whom I love. Nay, then, appear my guards. I thought no more to use their aid. I'm cursed because I used it. He stamps, and many spirits appear. But they are now the ministers of heaven, whilst I revenge this murder. Have I for this found thee, my son, so soon again to lose thee? Antonio, Gonzalo, speak for pity. Adieu, my fairest mistress. Now I can hold no longer. I must speak, though I am loath to disobey you, sir. Be not so cruel to the man I love, or be so kind to let me suffer with him. Recall that prayer, or I shall wish to live, though death be all the mends that I can make. This night I will allow you, Ferdinand, to fit you for your death. That caves your prison. Ah, Prospero, hear me speak. You are a father. Look on my age, and look upon his youth. No more. All you can say is urged in vain. I have no room for pity left within me. Do you refuse? Help Ariel with your fellows to drive them in. Alonzo and his son bestow in yonder cave, and here Gonzalo shall with Antonio lodge. Spirits drive them in, as they are appointed. Enter Dorinda. Sir, I have made a fire. Shall he be warmed? He's dead, and vital warmth will ne'er return. Dead, sir? What's that? His soul has left his body. When will it come again? Oh, never, never. He must be laid in earth, and there consume. He shall not lie in earth. You do not know how well he loves me. Indeed he'll come again. He told me he would go a little while, but promised me he would not tarry long. He's murdered by the man who loved your sister. Now both of you may see what tis to break a father's precept. You would need see man, and by that sight are made forever wretched. Hippolito is dead, and Ferdinand must die for murdering him. Have you no pity? Your disobedience has so much incensed me that I this night can leave no blessing with you. Help to convey the body to my couch, then leave me to mourn over it alone. They bear off the body of Hippolito. Enter Miranda and Dorinda again, Ariel behind them. I've been so chid for my neglect by Prospero that I must now watch all and be unseen. Sister, I say again, twas long of you that all this mischief happened. Blame not me for your own fault. Your curiosity brought me to see the man. You safely might have seen him and retired, but you would needs go near him and converse. You may remember my father called me thence, and I called you. That was your envy, sister, not your love. You called me thence because you could not be alone with him yourself. But I am sure my man had never gone to heaven so soon, but that yours made him go. Sister, I could not wish that either of them should go to heaven without us. But it was his fortune, and you must be satisfied. I'll not be satisfied. My father says he'll make your man as cold as mine is now. And when he is made cold, my father will not let you strive to make him warm again. In spite of you, mine shall ne'er be cold. I'm sure twas he that made me miserable, and I will be revenged. Perhaps you think tis nothing to lose a man. Yes, but there is some difference betwixt my Ferdinand and your Hippolito. Ay, there's your judgment. Yours is the oldest man I ever saw, 
except it were my father oh sister no more it is not comely in a daughter when she says her father's old but why do i stay here whilst my cold love perhaps may want me i'll pray my father to make yours cold too oh sister i'll never sleep with you again i'll never more meet in a bed with you but lodge on the bare ground and watch my love and at the entrance of that cave i'll lie and echo to each blast of wind a sigh exeunt severally looking discontentedly on one another harsh discord reigns throughout this fair isle at which good angels mourn ill spirits smile old prospero his daughters robbed of rest has in displeasure left them both unblest unkindly they abjure each other's bed to save the living and revenge the dead alonzo and his son are prisoners made and good gonzalo does their crimes upbraid antonio and gonzalo disagree and would though in one cave at distance be the seamen all that cursed wine have spent which still renew their thirst of government and wanting subjects for the food of power each would to rule alone the rest devour the monsters sycorax and caliban more monstrous grow by passions learned from man even i not framed of warring elements partake and suffer in these discontents why should a mortal by enchantments hold in chains a spirit of ethereal mould a cursed magic we ourselves have taught and our own power has our subjugations wrought exit end of act four